Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 271, and I'm here with Lucy. I'm here also. Good. And also here is Adol. Yes, I am here as well. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, excellent. If you haven't listened to us before and you're joining us for the first time, we are a podcast all about video games and craft beer. We sit around, we share some beers, we have a chat about them whilst talking about what we've been playing or any interesting news in the gaming scene. We're here every week and you should probably join us every week and subscribe to us and do all of the things that you do on your podcast service, on YouTube and all of those places. Just search for Tanked Up or Out of Lives and you will find us. So first, as we do each and every week, let's crack some beers open. Lucy, you got some beers this week? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm having my second vaccine tomorrow, so uh, gonna stay beer free. Staying beer free. Uh, mm-hmm. I I had my second vaccine about an hour and a half ago. All right. <laughs> and I, as I as I do with everything, I'm just gonna drink through it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> so saying that, why don't I crack open my first beer? Um, I am drinking a collaboration brewed at uh, Newtown Park. This is a collaboration with Verdant, who have semi-moved in with uh, Newtown Park uh, using their um, brewery um, brewing space come tap room as a, a, a verdant sort of tap room selling some of their beers through that and their cans and things and I don't know if this is the first collaboration with Newtown Park and Verdant but it's the first one that I've seen mm-hmm. so I thought I'd crack it open it's called Emerging from the Mist it's a double IPA, it's 8% I love that can. It's so simple. Nice. I love it. Um, is it slightly darker it has, in the middle of the circle, or is that just the lighting? Yes. Yeah, okay. No, it is, yes. Cool. It, um, it's it got a little bit of flavor text. Uh, we brewed this new England double IPA with heaps of flaked and malt oats, making for a creamy and pillowy mouthfeel. Intensely dry hopped. It has an incredibly soft finish with a, resi- with a residual sweetness. Tropical fruits, ripe mango, juicy orange, with an eternal... Dang- oh, no. I can't read tonight at all. An ethereal dankness. Uh, a collab with our friends at Verdant to celebrate our new joint taproom in Bristol. It's got Citra, Strata, Idaho 7 and Sabro in it. So that's pretty much everything apart from saying it's got barley, wheat and oats in two. Mm-hmm. So I will open this one up. Uh, Adol, what are you uh, jumping into this, this thing. evening? I'm drinking of this thing from Two Chefs Brewery. It's uh, a double dry hopped hazy IPA called Wetland Haze. Stop and smell the tulips with this hazy IPA from the land below sea level, where windmills and bicycles prevail and coffee shops offer more than just coffee. Heaps of hops give this mighty juicy brew punchy aromas and subtle hints of mango, pine, and a tinge of tangy citrus. Prost. Uh, yeah, so if you couldn't guess, uh, Two Chefs Brewing is, um, I think, a relatively new, and by that I mean, well, I used to, I lived there... Mm. Ooh, nine years ago. It wasn't there then. <laughs> I feel it. When was the last time you when was the last time you went? Oh. Hmm. That's more recent. Probably sometime in the past five years. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't have been last year, would it, because of everything that kicked off. So I don't remember the last time I went. I've I've been to the Netherlands in the past five years, but I, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely flew by and had a day or so with my friend Simon yeah. putting me up. I remember this now. 
and we and and I actually we had a night of craft beers, and I sent you guys a bunch of pictures on the Discord. I think. So yeah, within the past years. Good. (laughs) Excellent. Cool. Um, I should probably pour this beer, shouldn't I? Let you see what it looks like. Let you know what it's like. Uh, Ooh. I'm guessing hazy. I I mean it is. It's interesting that it, it, it pours sort of very translucent. Oh. But it's very, very frothy, very heady. Uh, it is it is nice and hazy. It has a little bit more of an orange hint to it. Um I, I know the beer did say it had an orangey taste to it as well, but it matches that as well in the flavour. Uh, in the um in the colour, sorry. Nose wise it's nice. It's nice, very light. Definitely orange on the nose. Again, is that just a bit of bias because it's looking orange as well? Is my brain automatically pulling notes of orange because the tin said it and it's orangey in its colour. No, they're definitely there. Ooh. Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, that's very nice. So, it does start off quite light, but almost instantly this kind of resinous, piney bitterness jumps in and sits at the back and it is lovely and soft it has got lots of tropical fruit some sort of citrus and orange in there as well um, lots of lovely little fruit combinations in there I think it said there's some, some ripe mango which is probably adding again to that little bit of bitterness too but I like that it kind of you know jumps in with that sort of dank bitterness in there as well but still showcasing kind of those two levels of the beer rather than it flowing into it it's like here is everything going on but you're getting lots of stuff from these uh, we're showing you showcasing those fruity flavors and also then giving you this big bitter finish in yeah. there too but it's not even the finish just big bitterness kind of throughout so that's that's very nice that's lovely Not as nice as my tea, I bet. <laughs> no, I, I highly, I highly doubt it. Um, I don't get much of the eight percent. I think uh, that's probably being masked by that kind of uh, by that bitterness, which has started to present a little bit smoky as mm. well. So it, it is a dank. It's a very dank, resinous kind of piney bitterness in there, but just a just a couple of hints of sort of smokiness too. Um, and it doesn't. What what I find really interesting is it, it it is bitter, but it doesn't take away from how soft the beer is. So you're still getting how lovely and and light everything is, even though it's got this kind of what you what I would sort of say is more of a heavy kind of flavour uh, to it. But it's just very well made. That's excellent. I'm, I'm nice. Newtown Newtown Park and Verdant just just brew your beers together. Don't worry about it anymore. This I just have this every day. Fine. Damn. <laughs> It does, it does look good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and get my hands on that one. I mm. didn't see any um, brew dates on because I didn't look, but packaged on the 18th of the 5th. That's before the 18th of the 10th. Okay. So it's about so six weeks old. Yeah, so may not be the first, uh, mm-hmm. as you say, given how quickly they churn these things out nowadays. True. Yeah. 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 
still fresh. Cool. Uh, Adol, we'll come to you. Was it two two chefs? Yeah. That's an odd name for a brewery. It Who is. Two chefs. Um, you think that's a restaurant? Guy Fieri. Two chefs brewing. Brew brews the way chefs chef food. For real, we believe brewing is a culinary art, so we create each beer like an artwork. It's creative expression you can taste. Like true chefs, we're passionate about our craft and are constantly hunting for new and exciting flavors. All work and no play? Oh, hell no. We also love cracking beers with friends and blasting banging tunes. Our mission, brew super tasty beer to tickle your taste buds and compliment your lifestyle. Drink beer. Drink it fresh. Drink two chefs. Cheers. Still don't know why it's called two for chefs. I mean, I do. There's no. obviously <laughs> two of them, and they're borrowing the notion of chefing. Mm-hmm. I think they should have just... Maybe they are just actual chefs, and we've uh, expanded into the beer world. Mm. Yeah, and I'm super I mean, it's slightly. Oh, slightly better than something just like lamppost brewery, isn't it? Like, I mean, so many breweries now, you've kind of just oh, got to pick a word out of the air and take that as your name. So, um, I know I've read a lot of it, but I actually just noticed on the store Cold and Drink Fresh they, that they actually have some hop. Um, so they said we added Chinook and Citra in the Whirlpool and double dry hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Nelson Sauvage. So, um, yeah, quite a melange. Um, it poured very fizzy. Um, oh. You can see just how badly the pour went just by it clinging to the glass. Uh, so I'm glad Ben had lots to say about his. It's very, it is hazy. So it's a little mm. more honey colored and a little with a bit of orange than I think the screen is letting on. Um, it's got a lovely aroma. Um, light. Oh, there's a hint of pine at the bottom, but it's mostly just a sweet citrus and then and mango. Just a nice mango. I don't know why I started with the two two little bits it's a mango thing with a hint of uh, pine <laughs> and a light citrus sweetness as well um mm-hmm. nice. oh mm, that is what this sunny day wanted um and it's not sunny here well it's been a bit sunny and then there's just like these gray cards that look like the apocalypse is coming um so it's very <laughs> juicy um the apocalypse. Mm. Oh yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Great. I mean, depending on how you me define juice, people will explode. <laughs> Just human pulp. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to be somewhere in the uh, the um, episode title. Um, what was I saying? Sorry, I'm distracted by human pulp. I I even brought up the the image, but somehow Lucy's label made the image. Like recur and be much more visceral. Very strange the way the human mind works. Um, what was I saying? Beer, beer, good. It's juicy. Mm, it's juicy. It's juicy. Yeah, it's juicy. It has a light tropical um, note to the juice. That citrus is mostly just on the nose. So I'm, there's that sweetness okay. isn't there, which I actually kind of prefer because it's letting the resinous piney bitterness come through. Um, and so you've got this really nice, um, I want to, airy is the wrong term. This light, um, tropically juice is sitting like, kind of like floating on top of this resinous foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very, very tasty. Uh, 
the wetland haze. Uh, I'm really happy with this. I uh, um I think if that citrus was there, it might have made it a little muddled. I actually quite like that there's sort of two distinct things going on that are kind of playing nice but not intertwined. They're just sort of doing their own mm. thing, and you can kind of tune into one and the other until you're just left with this slightly more faded, uh, bitter, piney, resinous finish. Um, yeah, this is really excellent. Good. We we have incredibly similar sounding beers this evening. Hmm. So so Adil, what would you pair it with food wise? Since it's the two chefs. Oh God. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you have with <laughs> citrus? Uh, uh, actually, Duck. it's more juicy, mangoey, isn't it? Tropical. I don't know, like sticky rice and a banana leaf. Um. Yeah. I'll take that. Some, there's got to be something else and going I on see. in there. Coconut curry, or yeah, mm-hmm. like a light, like, like a light coconut curry, mm-hmm. like not a really spicy one, but like, yeah, soaked into a little bit of spice. the sticky rice. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let that mango come through. The only thing I was wondering about was where that pininess would sit with food. Um, I think that would still work, yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm. Good choice, hmm, nice. <laughs> panic. <laughs> somehow we've gone 271 episodes and never really actually somehow had that question which did yeah i like it maybe i'm gonna start thinking one day that'll that'll just be an episode one day we can all just sit here and eat and just pair pair beers with some i i like pairing food with beers it's usually just a saison with anything Mm, that's fair so (laughs) I'm feeling fancy, I'll get a say. I mean, you get like a like a hearty or a lambic uh, pie with a, mm. with like a. I'd say more of a porter than a stout, just because you don't want to go too hearty. Mm-hmm. Something you a bit know? lighter, yeah. yeah. Or like a you know pilsner lager with a curry, mm. typical, <laughs> but it works. Or, you know? or like a Coors Light and a trip to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Depending on good. which establishment you're in, yeah. Mm. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Um, so, they are the beers that Adel and I are going to drink this evening. Um, let's jump in then to talking about games this week. Lucy, I will come to you first to regale us okay. with whatever it is you want to talk about this week. Um, I shall speak about Ender Lilies in a bit, but I've mm. been watching that GDQ. Oh, yeah. Oh, excellent, yeah. Um, for those who don't I know, that's really love it. Mm. Games Done Quirkily. <laughs> yes, or just j- Games Done Quick. <laughs> um, yeah, it's on twice a year. They have one in uh, January time called Awesome Games Done Quick. And this is like the the one they have in the summer. Um, all money goes to the charity of their choice. This uh, It's usually... Um, Doctors Without Borders as it is this year but um, yeah it's just 24-7 speedrunning streams for an entire week and I'm sleep deprived (laughs) (laughs) because I've been working all day and just been watching stream runs all day and all night up till like 3am last night watching I can't even remember what because I was tired, and I don't remember things when I'm tired. But um, I, I've, I've I've jumped into it occasionally to just mm-hmm. see kind of what's going on. But do they they must chuck up sort of like a schedule? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, there's a schedule in the in the um, check up uh, each stream as a VOD afterwards. So mm. you can just go on their YouTube uh, page. They'll all be there after about, you know, probably about give it what, 18 hours and they'll all be up there. Um, yeah, there have been some fascinating ones. People playing a game, a racing game that's controlled by your voice and you just hear this guy humming for like 15 minutes straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have people playing like Blindfold Battletoads blindfolded, uh, people playing Can Sonic be. 3D Blast, like two people, one one each, each each one has a hand on one controller, so it's two of them playing oh, together on the one controller. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just absolutely nuts. But the the one that I I love watching speedrunning, I think it's fascinating in the community and all the tech around it. It's just these very skillful, talented people. But I would never do it because I don't have the dexterity, I don't have the time or patience. Um, I don't think there's a game that I love that much that I'd want to speedrun. Um, but the one that got me uh, yesterday was the stream, the, the speedrun for GeoGuessr. Which, oh, yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, GeoGuessr is basically a it's, a, it's a, it's a, I guess you could call it trivia puzzle game it's basically they drop you anywhere in the world using google maps satellite imagery and you have to figure out where you are so um you can basically move around on like street view and gauge okay what line you know which way is the traffic flowing uh what language signs are in etc etc and figure out where you are and then say okay i'm i think i'm here and it will gauge it'll score you on how close you are to the actual location Sort of like a, it's like where in the world is Carmen San Diego, but with Google street maps and images. <laughs> <laughs> with real world. It's a, it, yeah. it's a browser game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's old. a browser game. Yeah, it's old because I remember playing it years ago. Um, I think now it's like um, you can only play so many a day, and, and then you have to pay for like premium because they need to like obviously, uh, you know, stream these. Well, get 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 the data from Google and stream it and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, the the speed run it was basically uh, you needed to get a perfect score five, because it's like you have five locations and to get a perfect score you have to be within. I think it's un a hundred. It's a hundred and eighty meters or something like that of uh, of of where it actually is in the world, and as I was saying, like speed running, I probably wouldn't get into it because. I'm not saying it's a waste of time, but it would be me wasting my time, <laughs> you know, because I'm not like, I, I probably wouldn't have like a community, a, 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 a Twitch channel mm. and all that, like these, these speedrunners do and, you know, curate that kind of like income and community and stuff like mm. that. But Family. with GeoGuessr, I would, what, what was that? Family. What? Yes. <laughs> Don't have family to share my speedrunning tactics with, but um, but GeoGuessr, I would love to play this more. I played, you know, now and then, but because it doesn't feel like a waste of time to me, because it's <laughs> like real world knowledge that you're learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the techniques and the the knowledge that this guy has, it isn't just like the typography and terrain of where you are and having that visual, you know, 
acumen. It's more, he, he knows like, okay, this is what the poles look like in Malaysia. <laughs> this is what, uh, this is, you know, the different lights on the cars, If it, you know, on the police cars. If, if the red light is on this side and the blue light is on this side, it means it's this north part of the country rather than... The, it's just crazy. And it's like, okay, to be honest... Knowing all that rubbish is just as useless as knowing how to speedrun Sonic 3D Blast. Just as useless. Probably even more so. Because when am I ever going to be like, oh, I know what side of the road they drive on in Peru. Who cares? Nobody cares. Like, But in my mind, it feels like less of a waste of time learning that. Because it's real world stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. I was just absolutely fascinated and... I was playing, uh, whilst I was watching the streams, I was playing GeoGuessr last night, and I got a perfect score, because I knew where Jarrah was in the UK. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, how do yeah, you... I was, I was plopped down next to a pub, and it, and it had, like, Jarrow there, and I was like, I know where that is, that's in the northeast somewhere, and it's like... <laughs> nice. It's near Newcastle, and I was able to get it from there. The rest, well, I didn't do great on. So, how... how I can't... Now... I thought GeoGuessr just kept going, but I guess there's a number of rounds. Yeah, am I misremembering it? Yeah, okay. so the speed running there is there might be other, a bit of RNG. Yeah, get a perfect score for. Yeah, I think they he actually did like a, a seed that was like curated by uh, a human because otherwise, if it's a robot, it's like I think some of the some of the images can be like skewed, like people change the images and stuff like that. So. Mm. It was like it's still a seed of like one in ten thousand or something right. like that. But it's like, uh, yeah. Um, but but I think there's like different different modes and stuff. Like that. Mm. I I had see. a I had a quick look last night as well after you'd mentioned mm. it, Lucy. And um, I kind of jumped into the like the UK one because I thought I'll start mm. I'll start local. I'll do the UK one. Mm. And my first one I got within ninety five kilometers, I think, because I kind of. Um, I had a look at the, and it was like a country road with no cars on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, okay, it's pretty flat. There's hedgerows, there's, there's farmland, there's fields. Yeah. It's roughly, it's got, it's, it, it could be anywhere in the UK. I'm going to pick just north of London, kind of, <laughs> the, and it was kind of just a little bit north towards sort of Coventry yeah. kind mm. of way. Okay. And I wasn't yeah. that far. Next one I did. I was like 400 kilometers out because mm. I was like, oh, this, this must That's be... That's like, the whole of the UK. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know, exactly. It was like right in the north in the of Hebrides. Scotland <laughs> and I'd clicked in like the middle of the country or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it did limit the amount of um, rounds that I could play. Um, it, yes. it, it kind of it said, you've reached your limit for today, come back tomorrow. Or mm-hmm. I think is it purchase a monthly subscription to it to have it unlocked completely? Mm. Yeah, or, or annual. Um, yeah. It's quite cheap. I mean, for people who like want to play this like mm. on a daily basis, like it's fairly cheap. I think it's like two pound ninety nine a month or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. So yeah, it's reasonable. But uh, yeah, it's just because the first one I did now was like yeah, it was uh, well, was it yesterday? Um, getting back into it. I was just like, oh yeah, this is this is some this is a French speaking place because you know the signs are in French. Uh, I and then I realised, oh, because you know I know French. I was like, this isn't France French. This is another French. Mm, nice. Um, and I knew it wasn't Canada because it wasn't weird, wacky French. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, and 
because I don't know any of that French. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, it's, you know, it's snowy here, so it's unlikely to be the same for France. And, you know, the typography looked like, oh, it's quite hilly. This is probably somewhere near, you know, the Alps or something. Mm, so Switzerland. I went through Switzerland and it was just like a couple hundred kilometers up north in like Luxembourg. So it's like, okay. it's just great using, it's sort of like Return of the Oberdin, like using your real world knowledge mm. to figure out. Yeah. These pointless puzzles. <laughs> it must be the guy who speedruns it. Either must be incredibly well travelled, or they've just really got into this game. I think they've just really then, got then into then it. Then they've just yeah. researched kind of lots of different things. But to be able to pick out those kinds of details just yeah. seems absolutely nuts. And it's immediate. He was like dropped in the middle of a dirt road in just the middle of nowhere, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm somewhere. Was it America or something?" Which is like usually the case but it's like he just knows and it's just and there was, he was talking about the meta of it like how the Philippines was like was it the Philippines? I think it was the Philippines was like one of the hardest places to identify um, mm. but then someone found a trick or something which is probably not a trick like a video game glitch or something like that mm. of going out of bounds but it's, it's like, like a fact knowing something, something about the yeah, knowing something about the area, which made it like, oh, I didn't realise that uh, the, the roads are speckled with, I don't know. Beer. Yeah. Like Bristol. <laughs> with obsidian every now and then or something, you know, just something bizarre. Like that. Mm. Yeah, yes, yeah, so if it's raining beer, it's you're in Bristol and nowhere else in the world. But yeah, I just found that uh, interesting, so this mm. might be my next obsession alongside... Uh, crosswords. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Get a couple in a day. Just learn yeah. about the world. Yeah. yeah. I like that kind of geography stuff. Instead of going mm. on Sporkle, naming all the flags. Well, that would help. It would just help in tandem. Yes, it would. I'm going to become a geocaster. <laughs> <laughs> just start to specialise in geographical details. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that... <laughs> That's that. Uh, uh, Townscaper. I, I saw. Mm. I saw it in your library, Ben, because I was mm-hmm. thinking this is a Ben game. Mm. Is it still in early access. It is, isn't it? Pass. I think it is. Because um, yeah, I just picked it up. It was like five pounds. Let me go on the store page. Have you played it yet, Ben? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little. It's very rudimentary. Yeah, saying yeah. it's very rudimentary. It's just mm. basically like a painting tool. Yeah, make pretty town pictures. Yeah, it is an early access. Uh, how would you describe it? Here you go. It says, build quaint island towns with curvy streets. Build small hamlets, soaring cathedrals, canal networks, or sky st- cities on stilts. Block by block. So it's no gold, no real gameplay, which is, that is absolutely what it is. It is just like a um, it's like Lego designer um software kind of it is it is just mm-hmm. for sort of buildings and it it does this interesting thing that that you don't kind of pick what you're putting down you are mm-hmm. just painting almost you're like yeah here i'll do this and here i'll do this and then i'll build on top of this one actually i can then have a sweeping area here and that then mm-hmm. can have lots of little steps down to the sea so it looks like a nice little quaint little fishing village going then into mm-hmm. a bigger town and all of this sort of stuff and it's lovely to just sort of sit there and spend five minutes kind of just crafting and playing and it gives a lot of um, 
kind of freedom around um even though it's quite a limited set of controls you can kind of pick colors mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you can start to create kind of you know um areas which correspond to certain colors and then flow into kind of other ones or try and mix and match quite a lot of sort of stuff and it's it's really interesting kind of the way that it just forms spaces mm-hmm. yeah um it, it, it as you say I, I i think it being in early access means might add a few more features to it um a few more you know assets and stuff like that but it is just a nice little painting tool and mm-hmm. like I, I did one just before we uh, started recording. I was like, screenshot. Okay, that's my desktop background for now because because it is like beautiful, nice. like watercolored, like uh, vistas. Sort of reminds me of um, that game, Bad North. Um, yeah. The the strategy game. Um, was it real time strategy game? Which I played, which is not my kind of jam, but it's just just how beautiful it looks, you know. So yeah, yeah. There's not much to say really mm. about it. I think I think you pretty much summed it up then. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll, ch- I'll chuck them five pounds for a screensaver. <laughs> nice. Is yeah. it, it's something that I messed around with for maybe a few days, mm-hmm. but only in very short bursts. Is it something you see yourself kind of going to every now and again? Because I know that once I'd kind of put it aside, I haven't mm-hmm. been back. Yeah, yeah, I I, I see that as well. Um, I think I think what would draw me back in is having a bit more assets to use and a bit more mm. curation and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, which you know it's in early access, and it's moving out of early access in August. So who knows how much they'll okay. they'll they'll put in? It may be what well, prior to um, one point oh, maybe it'll get updates after release. But yeah. It, uh, I was happy paying the chucking them the five quid and just be like, this is a very beautiful, nice. It's it's very intuitive. The controls. It's literally just one click to put down an extra plot or or, or tower and just you know uh, right click to erase. And it's just like yeah, that is townscape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a very Ben game. So. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I, I picked it up, yeah, absolutely ages ago. I think when I first saw it, I just went, yes, I shall buy this. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, Shall I talk about Ender Lilies? I've been talking a while. Should No, yeah, go for it. Go for it. you jump in? Or I mean, so... Just uh, keep rolling. No, keep rolling. Keep, going, keep yeah. rolling. I, I think Ender Lilies is something... You haven't finished it yet, right? No. Yeah, so <laughs> might be something we come back to again. So even if you just want to... Yeah give a little bit of kind of like early initial impressions and stuff mm-hmm. then yeah it's a metroidvania so <laughs> done i enjoy Game it year. yeah <laughs> it's it's a metroidvania very much in the vein of hollow knight um mm. just in terms of like yeah, it's it's the easiest comparison to make um because of maybe the art style um it's very dark like the color palette you know you but um the the you know the drawings and everything it's just beautiful to look at like Hollow Knight as well so um, just really detailed backgrounds and everything like that but um, you're, you're it's got that same sense of isolation which I love in like Metroidvanias it's like a staple mm. of the series it's just like you're all alone and you have to 
combat your way out of these, you know, quite tough corridors and rooms and stuff like that. But um, you wake up as this this little anime girl. Um, it may be based on an anime. I don't know. I've played so many games where it's like, this is based on a manga or an anime. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> it's a Metroidvania, so I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> don't know the source material, but you know, thank you for mm-hmm. making this. Um, but yeah, you wake up as this little girl, and um, basically, the, the, her surroundings, this kingdom that she's in, is just you know, just gone. It's been ravaged by uh, like demons, what they call the blighted. Um, it's been like this corruption, and they're basically these demon monsters. And um, you have this uh, kind of like ethereal, like familiar knight or something who who is actually like it's really cool because every time you like do an attack this girl like cowers and like the the the, the, the like ghost person the ghost knight is like slashing at people so the animation's uh really really good um and yeah i'm working my way through it um i i think i've just come to like the first uh i'd say yeah probably the first bottleneck that i've come to which is just um, there's a boss and it's like, it's second phase just destroys me. I've only tried it like, uh, probably about four or five times. Um, it's good. It's because it's like, you have this, you have these, uh, these seats like in Hollow Knight that you can sit down and rest or pray at. Um, and it's like, it, it, it regenerates your health. The enemies come back, but there's always one right before each boss encounter, which is good. So it's not like Dark Souls where you're having to do like six hours of gameplay before you get to the boss every single time. Um, but yeah, I've only tried it a few times, and yeah, the second phase just just absolutely slaughtered me. Um, like enemies, they take a lot of health out of you when you when they when they attack you. Mm. So um, yeah, I, I've made some some good headway um, into it. I'm in the in the catacombs part of it, which is like. Every every Metroidvania has like a you know underground uh, tomb to it, and it's like I'm there now. I don't know how far that is in terms of the whole game. I've I've probably unlocked about three or four main areas. I think this is uh, maybe the fourth. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at now. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, the only reason I haven't played more is because I'm working and like watching GDQ. Mm. But as soon as this is the game that I'm like, I want to play more of this. I want to play more of this because it has that really good sense of. It's a Metroidvania. It has that really good sense of exploration, sense of isolation, the sense of getting better. It's it it's got like an RPG leveling system, very rudimentary, but it's like there's the you know, the Vania in the Metroid, <laughs> so to speak. So, um, and yeah, it really rewards um, exploration. Like there are so many hidden areas and things off the beaten path and it's like you know there's usually like a little small mini boss like as you explore um out of the way and if if you kill them you get like certain items because you have these um spirits that are like uh different attacks on your i'm playing on switch on like the a a b x y um buttons where it's like Oh, if I press um, X, this hawk will come and shoot projectiles at the enemies. Or if I press um, uh, another button, you can you can select which 
you can map them to different buttons, which nice. is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you, like okay, the, the the ghost knight swings this like flail at people and stuff like that, does a ton of damage. And you can upgrade those, and you also have these passive abilities that are in the form of rings, and you can like unlock different slots for them, and um, you know get more abilities that way and just just upgrade your character i think i'm at the point where i'm gonna have to be like grinding a bit and just leveling up um Mm -hmm. to defeat this boss maybe um because you have the first phase it's just like yeah this is simple enough but then the second phase it's just like oh my god it's wrecked (laughs) me but um does it it, from from like the trailers and the things that i'd seen of it um seeing this kind of other or this like a ghostly being kind of start attacking when you're when you're playing, is all of the movement the the little the young girl that you're playing as, and it's only the attack when another animation happens and it's then that, that ghost coming out and swinging. Yeah, you're yeah. then not moving as that kind of ghost character, and then inhabiting the girl again. It is only when you're kind of attacking. Yeah, and it's right. really fluid in that sense because it's like nice. damn, mm. that's a nice bit of animation. It's like to do that every single time. It's mm. like you know, it's really impressive. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I really want to get back into this. It's like the story's intriguing enough. With like the, the little bits of um, lore, you know, in the form of like letters and diaries and stuff like that. It's, it's, I, I'm intrigued to know more. Um, I don't mm. think it's going to be the, the most, you know, enthralling or you know, um, you know, deep, enrapturing, deep, yeah, kind of like story, but. It's it, it's nice it's nice um, it's nice trimmings because um, I know mm. like people really got into like the Hollow Knight lore and I was like I have no idea what's going on because uh, <laughs> this is beyond me <laughs> but um, yeah I don't think this is a, that that quite kind of level but it's enjoyable as I say it's it's, it's a nice uh, accoutrement to everything Good. but mm. nice. yeah I I I'm, I really want to get back into this so. It's what it's just hitting all those, you know, all those veins. I need the Metroidvania just injected into every now. <laughs> Do you? I know, like Metroidvania is. I I think it's safe to say one of your favorite genres of game. <laughs> Do you think that this? Uh, I'll, I'll phrase what I was going to say differently. Do you think that the Metroid Dread kind of reveal? Mm. Um, Got you back into the mood to play something like this, or I think I always <laughs> you would have just played it anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I'm always in the mood to play it. Uh, these kinds of games, um, because yeah, I went, I went and played the uh, Game Boy Advance Castlevanias uh, earlier this year. There was like a solid two weeks where I just played all like so many games on Game Advance. I think I played like two Zelda games and. <laughs> like three Castlevanias and like two Metroids or something like that. So uh, I need it to stay alive. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's what sustains a, you through these late nights. Yeah. Mm, speed run, yeah. You know, like uh, Bender in Fu- Futurama only needs beer to fuel, and I need Metroidvanias. But um, <laughs> yeah, there was one on uh, Game Pass called. I'm going to butcher its name. I think it's called. Tohu or Tohu Lunar Nights, which I think is based on like this 
I'd never heard of this series before, but like, um, I think it's like fan-made bullet hell games or something mm. like that over in Japan. Oh. And they made a Metroidvania, which is like Metroid in in terms of like its structure, and mm-hmm. it has like the, the fights are like very bullet helly. Like, there's so many projectiles, and like getting close to, close to the projectiles, you know, playing a bit more daring, like it grants you more health and like more 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 hit points and stuff like that, but. And then I saw on GDQ, I was like, this looks like that game I played, that random game I played on Game Pass. Uh, and I was like, and then I looked at the developer and I was like, oh, it's made by the same people. Okay, cool, that's another um, Metroid like, game I can play. Oh my god, I want to find the name name of it, because it was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> the name of it, hold on. Uh, guess what it's called? <laughs> What, what did you think it was oh, called? To Tohu something. Oh no, not not that one. The, oh. the, the the game that they were playing on GDQ that I saw that looked like Tohu Lunar Nights. It's made by the same developer. This mm. is called. You would never be able to guess. I don't know why. Um, that's the <laughs> record of Lodos War colon deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. So what? What? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I should have said bless you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but it looks like a very good Metroidvania, and it's like, oh, it's on Steam, and it's got like very high praise. So that will be on my wish list. That will nice. be next to play. So yeah, but yeah, Ender Lilies. Uh, I'll get back to you lot on that. Um, mm. I'm sure it'll be one I'll be talking about, you know, more throughout this year because it, it's very good. Um, nice. It'd be interesting to see how big it is as well, because I think a lot of yeah. the time I'm put off from Metroidvanias because they just feel quite long, and okay. not that they always overstay their welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just it, it was something um, like Carrion felt like a really good yes. kind of yeah. length. Mm. Um, and there was lots of stuff within that game that I didn't discover. You know, all of the you don't have to get all of the abilities. You don't have to go in all of the little mm-hmm. pods to experience the the human walkthrough part of that game. And I, again, I don't know how long it took, but it felt about the right okay, amount of time I wanted is, yeah. to to play it. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Gatto Roboto as well, very short. Actually, mm. Gatto Roboto um, and, and really good. Whereas I think Hollow Knight, I Played and played and played and played and played, yeah. And I just got to a point, and I I beat my head against those three guys sat in the chairs when they jumped down. Yeah, yeah. I I beat my head against them so many times. Just went, (laughs) no, not good enough for this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, there is a. I guess there's a skill level, like, yeah, there must be. I'm just used to playing them, so. When people say, oh, it's hard, and I'm just like, this is Dark Souls hard. It's like, I don't find anything Dark Souls hard, because Dark Souls hard is like, you have to be patient to play that. Mm. Mm-hmm. This, I can like, you know, just grind a few levels for, you know, what, 20 minutes or something like that, and then just probably kick that boss's ass. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dark Souls, Dark Souls is a very are... different style of game. True. Mm. It's a different skill set, and I don't have that kind of skill set, so... Yeah. Mm. Um, and again, when we've talked about Ori and having me having played it more recently, that 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 felt like a reasonable amount of time 
uh, maybe a little bit bigger yeah. than sort of the other ones, yeah. but yeah, that felt good as well. I I hundred percented that, so I can't remember how long that took. Um, mm, mm. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that was probably what maybe I think a good chunk is like fifteen hours or something. Yeah. Like does Does Game Pass tell you how long you've played a game for? Um, I know I know the Xbox app does. I'm not sure about on PC to be honest. No, I don't have it installed anymore, so I can't go to sort of like the game. I can go to the game page, I suppose, but I don't know if it have any stats on it. If I go into my my profile, what might come up for it now? It just just tells me achievements. Um, so with like Ori and the Will of the Wisp, I got thirty five percent, nineteen achievements. Um, I, oh, it does tell you playtime. When you click on the game, it does tell you the playtime. So I played for 20 and a half hours. Okay. On Ori. There you go. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought that was a nicely sized game. Oh, I just love that game so much. It's literally like one of the, my favourite games probably in the last decade, to be mm. honest. Yeah, nice. Whatever. It is, it is a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carrion, because I played that through Game Pass. Wow, that's a lot longer than I thought. Sixteen and a half hours. Were you idle? Possibly. <laughs> You're probably idling because like, it took me like I mean, five the, hours. The amount of t- the amount of times I'll, I'll sit there and play like ten, fifteen minutes of a game, come out of it, do some work, make some calls, do something, and then mm-hmm. it just it does sit idle for like three hours, and then I'll go. Okay, I'll have another ten minutes just to just just kind of playing it. So. There may be a little bit of that in there as well. I am, um, I am a little bit, uh, a little bit like that. So, yeah, there's there's lots of games where I think my playtime is exacerbated by yes. by just running in the background. I mean, not actually kind of playing. Um, so yeah. My nice thing about uh, Ender Lilies is that it's got in-game time. So that's, so oh, nice. That's cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Good. Uh, I played Ori for thirty-two hours, apparently. So. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, yeah, I did a hundred percent. Yeah, so but it's it's so something like that. What did I say? It was about twenty-three that I played it for, something like that. Mm. So it it that seems kind of right that you, you can put in a total of thirty hours, but actually to complete mm-hmm. the game, you're looking at about two thirds of that. So there's that additional kind of extra, you know, half again. Uh, the amount of time to be able to go through and get everything and do everything and experience the, mm. sort of like the full package from it, uh, but it's all optional. You don't have to get everything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, nice. Don't need every energy tank. Um, no, I mean, I I, just, I, I, yeah, I did do a I, I lot just, in that game as well, but not not quite one hundred percent. You know, I got all the seeds yeah. and those kinds of and all of the upgrades and those kinds of things. Uh, not life upgrades, but the upgrades to the little kind of hub area. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's not a hub area, really, is it? It's sort of that little town. Eh, space. Kind of is, yeah, yeah. Mm. What do you mean? Um, yeah, like not all of them. I, I, I hundred percent. The the ones that I, I think out of any other genre, maybe it's just just how much I play them. It's like out of anything, I'd prefer to hundred percent like these because, as I say, the exploration's always fun to me, and um, just going back to earlier. Enemies and just wrecking people <laughs> is always fun. Nice. It's sort of like I, I, 
that kind of feeling is sort of like why I kind of understand RP- why people might like RPGs. And then <laughs> I just think, nah, they're crazy. Just play Metroidvania instead. <laughs> um, so, before we move on to beers, uh, Lucy, you mentioned a couple of games which you felt sort of like, oh, I know this game and it kind of looks like this game sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. a, a little update on um, Death's Door, which I, which I oh, spoke yeah. about previously. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned that um, I didn't know how long the demo went on for, <laughs> yeah. and I found the end of the demo within about five minutes of when I went back <laughs> into the game to play mm. it. So everything <laughs> that I kind of talked about was experienced under that sort of preview build. But um, when I was kind of talking about it, and I remember sort of saying it feels, you know, it feels like it's very similar to like Hyperlight Drifter. It's very mm-hmm. similar to Titan Souls. Um, it's actually developed by the same Great person who made yeah. Titan Souls. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> also, also the um, yeah, and the music like this is just straight up Moonlighter. It's composed by the same person who composed the Moonlighter <laughs> music. So. I mean, You're very knowledgeable yeah. then, Ben. Amazing. Well, you are a sage. Just, just yeah. games I have played. That's free out of free for you, then. <laughs> yeah. Well done. So, yeah, there we go. Just a little <laughs> tiny update on, on that. Um, Shall we open up some more beers? Yeah, let's yes. do it. Not that I have one. Cool. I could do this one, but yeah. <gasps> I'll have do some it, water. Do it, Lucy. Do it, Lucy. I'll have some nice water. <laughs> Peer pressure drinking. Peer pressure drinking. It's like we're 14. <laughs> Um, I'm in your absence of drinking, Lucy. Then I'm I'm mm-hmm. off to the other side of the Atlantic. I am drinking a beer from Equilibrium. Oh, I thought, you, I thought that was the same beer. I was going <laughs> to say it's blue thing with thing in colors, the middle. Colors are very similar. Uh, this is Stratosphere, eight point five percent double IPA, uh, brewed and canned at Equilibrium. That's pretty much all I get. Help us ensure cold chain. Purchase cold, trade cold, keep cold. If it's not cold, ask why. It's very cold. Um, and yeah, just the the normal American warnings on it. But they don't give me any other information on the can than that. Like I could have prepared and had a look online, but I'll just tell you what it's like instead. Yeah. So I will. Plus, we decided that they're all the same anyway. Mm. We'll use the same ingredient. That's true. So this will probably be exactly <laughs> as you've described the last few beers. Uh, in the last few weeks, so can't open it. It's so wet, I can't open it. Um, Adult, we'll come to you for beer number two. Uh, I've got from Harbor. I don't know why I blanked on the big oh. H. It's Step Into Liquid Black IPA, 5%. Boy, does it not say a lot. It's aromas, caramelized fruit embers. The palate is roasted malt, tropical and soft, and the finish is citrus and floral. Yeah. So Harbor's yeah. in North Cornwall. Uh very nice little can. I like the the zoom zoom lines. But mm. also like they're weirdly stepped. I don't know if you can see that. Like it's an odd anyway. Yeah. Very simple can, but not uh, but less straightforward than you would think. Yeah, it's just a black IPA, I thought. Nice nice and simple. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. Um, I think I've, I've I've probably answered my own question. Oh no, I poured it into the same glass. I got I brought, even brought a fresh glass. What am I doing? Um, I think I probably oh, answered. It. Doesn't it's matter. Look what I've done. Just yeah. just look at what I've done. 
Brilliant. Um, considering it's called Stratosphere, mm. I wonder whether Strata is the the main hop within yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, isn't Stratosphere spelled with an O? Stratosphere? Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then I, when I then I when I googled it, it's like stratosphere. So yes, yeah. good, good observation, Ben. Good, and, and, I did and, not and, get that. And good premonition, Lucy. Yeah. Like, uh, oh my god! I, I mean, I haven't pulled it any better than than oh, wow. yours. It's all it's all fizz. But where I poured in my Very previous good. glass, just a, a tiny little taster. Um, hopefully, it won't be too spoiled by the previous beer. Um, I wasn't much in there, but. I'll show you this one first. Um, it's a little deeper than the last beer. It's a, it's a lot more kind of frothy on the head and just bubbled out. But it's got a nice nose. Hmm. Hmm. There's something about American beers and their nose mm. where you can get kind of the fruity sort of flavours, but there's just this kind of underlying smell to them yeah all right it's what kind of mean? almost this uh, like it's quite subtle it's very subtle mm -hmm. but it's, it's kind of almost that you get with like a saison when you have those kind of like candy kind of esters in there as well it's all of almost okay. this not artificial sort of sweetness to it but there's like a hint of that to it i know exactly what you mean mm, yes that is a very good way of putting it mm. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I mean, it's, as you would expect, it's very soft. It's very easy. It's very, very light. But it's very hard to pick out exactly what that flavour is. Yeah. All I can make out is that it's got strata and citra in it, so... Uh, oats and wheat. Mm. It kind of... Sort of presents oh. itself as kind of fruity, mm -hmm. and and not really much else. There's this kind of hit of mixed fruits, but you know more more tropical than kind of anything else. But a little bit of melon and guava. Mm, oh, oh, guava! Mm. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe some smooth cannabis as well. <laughs> that makes me on the I'm looking at untapped. I assume that that's the uh, description that. I mean, smooth cannabis would would suggest that there's maybe like a dankness mm. to it, and I'm not. Good and I'm not getting that. Um, there's no dates on the can. It, it might be because of like the travel time and that sort of stuff. I'm not drinking it that fresh, so I won't be getting kind of like the full effect. Uh, you know, it's not it's not kind of like a green beer brewed three days ago. Um, straight into the can sort of thing. Um, but definitely, oh no, pour is not quite coming out of the glass. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's on fire everywhere, but it's fine. Sticky um, face in it. Yeah, and I mean, now going back to the nose, it does match the flavour. There is this kind of underlying sweetness to everything in there. Um, but it, it is remarkable that irrelevant of kind of the flavours that are going on, with these beers, and and last week I drank the um, Kings County beer. I also had um, a beer in the week from Barrier as well, mm. from over in somewhere in the east 
side of America. Um, and, and all of them just have this lovely quality to them. And we again, we've talked at length about kind of like the water quality and those sorts of things and kind of like what Verdant and Dayer and, and certain kind of breweries over here do get. But how those kind of northeastern American breweries just have that extra step on top yeah. of that as well. And this has that, but the flavor is, I suppose, a little underwhelming to go along with that. Like, it's this lovely, mm. soft kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, lovely, soft kind of mouthfeel and quality to it. But the flavor sort of doesn't quite live up to that level. Yeah, um, It's just a little, it's a little weak. There's not a huge amount going on. Just a couple of sort of tropical fruits. And as you say, a bit of, bit of guava, a bit of melon in there. Just want it a bit bolder. Do you think that's like... A reflection on the beer or just reflection of the standard that you know that um, especially equilibrium can hit maybe both maybe both mm. I, 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 whether I again have in my mind um, that this beer should be here or mm. you know every beer that they produce is, is here and then suddenly you get one and actually it just, just drops that down and, and no one can live to you know the, the standard that, that I have suddenly set in my head for them Hmm. on every single thing that they ever produce that's that's impossible to do um but it just isn't quite it isn't quite there mm. yeah. um so i mean other people who've never had a beer from equilibrium will probably taste this and go no i like this is really nice and it is it's very smooth it's very easy the flavors work together really nicely but for a double IPA, it's just not quite punchy enough for right. me. It's fair. Um, and that's fine, because there's lots of people out there who want a double IPA that does taste and feels more like just a 6% IPA. Nothing mm. wrong with that at all. Um, and I don't know whether that's maybe Strata as well, just the hop itself. Um, it'd be interesting. I know you, you said on, from Untapped, did it say it was Strata and Citra? Or wherever you found yes. the yeah, yeah the yeah. listing of strata and citra, and mm. maybe it's that combination of, of hops or just strata itself. Because I've had a couple of beers which are single hop strata beers when it started mm. to circulate, which is what maybe about a year ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe so maybe a little bit longer ago. And again, those beers were kind of like yeah, it's a nice flavour, but it isn't that big. It isn't that bold. yeah it, it, yeah I think on, on its own um, you're probably looking at like yeah you'd probably need something like a citra to just bolster that flavour mm. so it is very subtle hop um, from yeah. what I can remember yeah completely and I think that's very much sort of showcased in this that it is it is quite subtle uh, and very very light so but it's it's a nice flavour absolutely nice just unexpected for eight and a half percent. Yes, fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, Adol, the Harbour, the Black IPA. It is settled nicely. Uh, it's a bit light, like more brown than cola. I think. Yeah, I was see. about to say it looks even even dark reddish almost from here. Yeah, exactly. There's just a bit of a reddy orange. Um, it's like a milky brown, mate. Hmm. Um, the nose is a little sweet and a bit malty. We're thinking more biscuit, less coffee. Hmm. Touch of sweetness. It's only 5%, I think. Um, 
that lightness is reflected in flavor. It's got a little bit of ac acrid maltiness on the finish, but there's still a little bit of sweetness to sort of offset that. It's quite light. I'm surprised. Um, okay. Not getting any of those starty. No, I mean I'm getting I'm getting some of the the burnt roasted malt flavors, and they even say it on the palate. Let <laughs> never really seen this. Sorry, I'm gonna go back to this. Uh, caramelized fruit embers is not quite what I had on the aroma, but then again, I did say burnt and slightly fruit. Maybe mm. I'm just not developed enough to understand what caramelized fruit embers are. Um, but the burnt fruit, mate. <laughs> Just yeah, right. Uh, it, I mean, it smells better than burnt fruit is my problem. Um, the Yeah, so the palate, like it says roasted malt, tropical and soft. Um, I, whatever soft means. I mean, it is understated, it, it, but it does have that, like I said, that sort of burnt acrid maltiness. And yeah, there's some fruit there. I guess if you really, now that, now that I've read the tin, it's slightly more tropical, but I'd say it's just a, a layer of slightly sweet fruit um, sort of jiving with sometimes fighting with the roasted malt acridity. And I guess the problem I have is that roasted malt is is, is a bit more acrid than I would like. It's a bit more mm. burnt than roasted. Um, uh, and then that, that lingers a bit. Uh, there's a sweetness on the finish that's a little nice and you get a little more of that fruitiness coming off of it um but yeah so the finish doesn't have the acridity but the main taste does and it's just a little a little more awkward than i would hope just because i feel like i mean i'm one it's fewer people are okay with that type of taste um but two i feel like it's crowding out the sort of fruity undertones it there's really put it's like pushing them to undertones rather than sort of staying at the same pace mm-hmm I mean, as things go, these things go, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it till the end of the beer to see if maybe because often things like acrid burnt, um, you you acclimatize and then the rest of the beer doesn't yeah. have it. So we'll see by the end if I notice that anymore or whether that now that whether I acclimatize enough to it that I can um, get have that fruit that tropical come forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think, uh, as you say, a lot of the time when you have those kinds of jarring notes, because we don't experience them on a kind of daily basis, it I does eat ash for the morning. What are you like, talking about? <laughs> it does normally ash. then throw off, throws off the flavor for the rest of it. So yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can kind of see why that is the the the. the kind of the thing that sticks out to you at the moment um, so yeah we'll, we'll return to these beers hmm. at the end of the episode then um adult what would you like to Me? chat about this week in uh, terms of I, gaming i played a game i don't have a lot to say um i had a topic and i can't for the life of me remember what it was so maybe it'll come back to me. Uh, but I did play a game. So was it can... about beer or video games? It was about video games, I believe. But I can't remember what it was. I should have written it down. Was it something in the news recently? Was it a, a, an age-old topic? Was it 
something so, recycled so, on a it, on a four year basis that you know people always get into and then it gets forgotten for a while. It was about dead space. <laughs> yes, we'll go with dead space. Yeah. <laughs> um, it might have been about dead space. Now, now I have no idea. I, I, I mean, Jim slash Stephanie Sterling, James Stephanie Sterling, mm-hmm. talked about dead space this week. Um, it was something close to the. Oh my god, I'm never gonna remember. Oh, I have remembered. Um, but I will save it and then probably forget um, for after we talk about. Just, just think, yeah. Right down. Case. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm opening a tab now. It says you'll remember, right? And um, yes. So if we have time, we can talk about the other thing. But I just wanted to quickly talk about um, uh, the game I played this week, which was a tale of synapse: the chaos theories. Um, uh, it was first looks on actual Tuesday, I think, this week. Boy, has our schedule gotten mucked up. Um, and it's only going to get worse because I'm right. Uh, one of my to-dos for the day, which I'll probably do, is heavy drunk, is book my flights to Canada. Nice. Um, I've managed to segue away from the thing that was its own segue away. Uh, so, Tales of Naps, the Chaos Series, is... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't look into Saurus Labs or Tesura Games, but they're... I mean, I'm going to just say this. They're... Uh, not from an English-speaking country. I just say that because there's... France, right? Sorry? Mouse Lab. Is it like Mouse Lab? Oh, Suris. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And this isn't like a a dig, right? Like, I'm not... There's no problem Mm -hmm. with that. It it was just like some of the dialogue was clunky. Yeah, France. Um, And they have an Instagram I might follow. Um, so the, it's helped Sai and Nero to get out of a world where logic, mathematics, and puzzles will be your allies in a 2D platform game with a unique aesthetic. I really dig the aesthetic. Um, if, if you're on a, yeah. an internet machine, it's it's a 2D puzzle platformer. Uh, they call it an interaction at interactive fiction, but I would say that's not really. It's a puzzle flat platformer. Um, it's got a really cool aesthetic. You're like this thing where you've got like tendrils coming off your head and then they lead to your hands because and so you don't actually have limb like hand arms um it's really hard to describe it's a really simple a very um most of the things are discrete shapes and in very like color blocked colors and then at various sizes but there's also like numbers in that sort of color blocked fading and then the actual terrain slash land is a little i'd say ms paint spray canny i don't know how else to describe yes. the the aesthetic description. uh it's really it's really cool uh you basically i really wish i got it uh, we got it the review code on um steam but had i realized i would have asked for a switch and then tried to wrangle one of my housemates maybe because mm. it's it's like mario galaxy i think that's the one where you had Someone could be a secondary character or a control. Is that the right one? What am I thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah, yeah. Spencer, but he played it with his brother. 
Um, yeah, so you play as Nero. Uh, you're basically... Um, you accidentally let loose a thing that's evil in the library, and your surrogate parent slash mentor is like, you got to solve this, and you go through various levels. It doesn't really matter. It's... Um, and then you ba- immediately meet uh, Sai, who... So if you're on the controller, Sai is... Uh, you move around with the left stick, uh, and you have all your buttons, but Sai moves around with the right stick and then it's basically just just picks things up certain blocks can be picked up and moved around uh and you do that with the right trigger and then i think Sai gets other powers which might be mapped to other buttons but basically if you are playing on a switch or have a second controller bound to your pc an- another person plays Sai. and mm. uh there were a couple times where i was like oh this is actually like design wise you kind of want me to have someone else around just because I'm jumping, doing a jumping puzzle, and if I go off screen, I can no longer grab the thing, and I'm I'm trying to time a thing, and then have to grab the thing and lift it up to some random spot to precariously hold the block, such that I can then do the next move and drag it over. Because as soon as Sai is like just hits the barrier, they zip right back to you. So not only is their position off, but also um, you can't like be like, oh, I'll jump like a couple times. I jumped a few places thinking I would the camera would have the block and sigh in the same play point of view, but it was just a little too much. Um, mm. Having said that, it's fine. Uh, it's it's like a small. It's clearly a small studio. I really liked it, um, and also I think is is it would be great for a parent and child because size puzzle mechanics are really simple it's like push a button move around and you can just be like okay float it about there's no mm-hmm. size like anytime i bumped into i mean I, I played an hour and a half two hours of the game and at no point did i feel like the size side was the side um was timing based it was more like pick it up put this here help out um, and why I say parent and child is because it's when they say logic and maths, they really mean maths because yeah. Um, yeah. the first level is like, so basically you you go through the level and you're trying to, you meet other people and you talk to them and that'll gain you points, which will help you upgrade your skills. Um, but also there'll be certain puzzles that you have to pass to get, basically finish the puzzle and a gate will open so you can com- go to the next part of the level and some of the puzzles you can skip to get the end of the level so and some will give you access to more people to talk to to get more points so you can upgrade your skills like the first thing i did was get uh being able to attack while jumping um having said that i swear to god i got hit well it took a while to figure out that when you got hit you lose like one of the your upgrade things it's like your coins that you can spend at certain points to upgrade, but it was unfortunately really hard to tell when I was getting hit that something happened, unless I stared in the bottom of my screen and saw the number go from 72 to 71. Oh, so that kind of... So like Sonic, where rings are No, it's just one thing, and you can actually like grab it if you have the timing right, but obviously if you try and grab it, you'll probably run into the enemy again and then mm. lose another couple things. I can't remember. It's one or two... An orb falls and accounts for one or two of the orbs that you collect. And mm-hmm. I wish it had been a little clearer about that because I kind of thought it was it didn't matter. And so I kind of like wasn't really doing precision hitting. And the hitboxing is okay. 
again, it's not like it's fine because it's you can just you know hit back off, hit back off, and you kill almost any enemy that I encountered. It's just it gives you this extra stuff, and it doesn't seem to matter. Like I don't think uh, spending the money on the jump attack probably. I could probably have just jumped, landed on the thing, attacked, jumped away before the thing hit me or whatever. Anyway, um, so the first level, basically, there's four worlds, and clearly there's a path. I only got halfway to the second world. Like, I played first couple levels, which was a central hub, and then a couple levels towards. So it seems like quite a long game, and it was like how you solve this thing. So size, power is they freeze time, and they invert the color spectrum, and then you see, like what looks like a random set of blocks on a platform and then another platform. It's like, oh, there's a plus sign. And you realize that you have to solve the problem using addition. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then it was multiplication, and then it was division, and then it was geometry, and that's sort of when I finished. Um, So why I say, like, the thing is I don't don't know, because I haven't gone too deep into the game. I have no idea what age ranges I, I deal for the problems because the ramp of maths seemed... Like, the geometry stuff is, like, I don't know when you learn angles and right angle triangles and <laughs> stuff. Like, I can't remember that. Probably earlier than you remember. Probably, like, three-year-old. I mean, I mean I, now, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's not UK reception. It's not So it's not four to five. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because they've, they've just been learning shapes. Evelyn, yeah. reception has been learning shapes, so... Give. Let's return to this in a year's time, and I can tell yeah. you what she's learned for that. Yeah, but yeah, and and so I think it's it's this weird trade off of their role would be kind of light gameplay wise, but you could like co- collaborate on the puzzles, and I'm really interested yeah. in that. However, if it ramps, like if by the fourth world you need to do a lot of advanced maths, then I think it was it wouldn't be as good. So I might actually drill further in because I have no idea how deep the maths hole goes and if it's like you have to be good at maths i think it ramp then then the beginning levels are not great for who it's aimed at and if it like levels mm. out at a certain level maybe that will be good um yeah i've read the reviews which are all positive um mm. it doesn't seem like the maths are too in depth it's not like you're going to be doing derivatives yeah no i like i assume it's fine right like yeah. um and, like, I, I actually hope that it does more on the logic side and less with the, like, mm-hmm. I was really liking it. It's, like, simple maths, arithmetic, and, like, cool, and a couple more logic-y stuff of, like, just reasoning. Most of it was, like, reasoning on how to put the, what the symbols kind of, because they're kind of floating in abstract space, what they might mean. Like, that was really interesting to me. Um, it was, like, ah, simple arithmetic, but then, okay, I know arithmetic is the key, but I'm not sure because things are floating all around because you're in this physical space. Okay, what am I adding towards? Like that that has a bit more reasoning than just, okay, it's not just like blank plus blank equals blank. And then when you invert things, the last blank says 18. So you put nine things in a thing and then nine things in another thing. Right? It's, it, it, it's a little more complicated. Um Oh, here we go. Later puzzles feature geometric shapes, fractions, and algebra. Ah, algebra. Okay. okay. Um, and so, uh, what I wanted, to, yeah. So, what I wanted to say was just it, it was really interesting, but pretty good at logic and maths. And there was one puzzle that 
So if you platform the right way, you get apples, and and you can go to a, when you enter a puzzle, you can hit Y, and it goes. Here's a hint. Yeah. And yeah. every time I used one, I was like, "Yeah, I knew that was going to be the case. Fine, cool. I'm, I'm, but I'm happy it's there because if you, I was lost, that's fine." And then I went to one where, and but I tried to save the apples, and then I finished the level, and they just went away. So there's no like, there's no <laughs> keeping of the apples. There's no reason. How do you like them apples? Yeah, there's no reason not to use them to get the hint, which is good to know, but kind of would have been nice because I thought, ah, oh. but that that means there aren't a one to one basis with the puzzles, which I prefer. Right, just do the platform and get the apple. If you're confused, that's a, that's a mm. nice trade-off. Yes. Um, but I no, I walked in, and it was it was like I inverted things, and it was like oh, I wish I remembered this puzzle. There was an eighteen that appeared, and then there was three bins, and I could push a button and be three, six, nine, twelve, or another button, and I was trying to do. The two lower bins had a plus sign between them, and the and they both had a multiplication sign going up to the central bin, which was stuck at three or something, because it had a circle. So it was matching shapes, and I found a, a three in a circle, a two in a triangle, and a one in a square. And then I was trying to figure out how to put what to put in. So the circle was in the middle thing that had the multiplication table. I knew eighteen was hovering above me, and I had like four squares already in the right-hand side and uh, one or two triangles. It doesn't really matter what the maths are. But I just, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, and, but every time I, there was a button that allowed me to change something and it was going up by three, six, nine or something. It was very unclear what I was supposed to do. And the hint just said, it's about distributivity. And I was like, yeah, I okay, I knew that. But like, <laughs> I don't, and I like, just stared at it and i was like i don't get what like i'm doing i'm calculating and like these three shapes that have numbers in them i have no idea if they're saying necessarily every square is a one and then i kind of fumbled my way into the solution and then i looked at the thing and i was like okay necessarily the three can't be the circle can't be a three, the squares can't be a one, and the triangle can't be a two because then the maths doesn't work, and I don't know what I what? did, and that was so frustrating. You, you still would have got the marks for that. You just wouldn't have got any marks for Show, show you working. Yeah, show you working. Oh. That's not how I work. Um, <laughs> I did a degree That's not in how logic. A lot of people work. Yeah, I did a degree in logic. It was about the proofs. <laughs> um what, were there no numbers? No, God. Math's so much better without numbers. Just get rid of them. No. <laughs> I like I like the number math, the maths. Um, yeah. I, I genuinely liked maths when I, I studied it for A-level, because it is just like, yes, it is. It's very good. Yeah, it's there's like, a right answer. It's great. <laughs> the, the, the logic. Yeah. yeah. Depends, yeah. It very much depends the, what, you, what, what modules in maths A-levels you take. But... I, I I couldn't do mechanics. I know oh man, I I, I did I, I did statistics at uh, 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 A level and, was fine, and just was kind of like yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. No, pure maths, oh, pure math. Where it's just like when you're like when it's like here, figure this out, and it's like oh, I know everything. I know all the formula. I know all the different aspects of math to to work out this very trivial thing. 
and that is what I very much like. That's what I love about maths and logic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is where I had a, a... I mean, logic is the underpinning. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I stopped myself. Yeah, I was about to say, we got... We got, we got, we got 20 minutes? Go. Uh, Do what you yeah. need to. No, uh, so I guess I was frustrated by that puzzle. Um, and also there was a second... In that same level, there was a second puzzle that you had a square, a triangle, and a circle. And it had... A circle and a three in the background. So I assumed I would just... It was just to like, remember what you did saw over there. Mm-hmm. Didn't unlock the thing, which means I didn't get to talk to another person, which means I didn't get a, you did a good job at the end of the level because I couldn't unlock the last thing and talk to a thing. Um, but I, it looked like a puzzle, and I had an apple, and I actually tried to solve it before, and I hit Y, which is the eat the apple button, and it gave me the prompt, which was clearly for the other puzzle and that was frustrating oh, because yeah. it said it's about distributivity i'm like it's it's fucking not you're giving me three <laughs> shapes and numbers how do you know it's not then? so then i go back to the uh, so so i can't figure out it's like okay i could like just just treat this as like um safe cracking right like lock breaking yeah. i could just be like one 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 two. I was like, I'm not gonna do that. Fine, fuck it. I don't. I don't know what you're trying to ask me. I did the thing that seemed close. Fine, leave. Go back to the other place. I'm still. I'm, I guess I, that's when I was struggling. It's like, oh, I've got an apple left because I got two in this level. Eat this apple. Doesn't eat an apple. Just gives me the same prompt, which is nice. Mm. It gives me the same prompt. But that's when I knew that was the area. But that was about distributivity, and that was what the three screens about like two screens to the left and one above it gave me that hint and like so I'm, i was a little disappointed that it's it's kind of buggy in that way mm. and like i'd rather like yeah. you'd, you'd hope that like the apples had a hit box kind of right like a hit radius yeah but also yeah. that like it would just say there's no hint for this room or something to indicate that like don't eat the apple <laughs> well like that that eating an apple in this room won't give you a puzzle solve yeah. which i think is there's a there's a bit of a there's a landmark that says here's a puzzle and that other room didn't so it felt like a bonus room i guess so maybe i just didn't pick up on the signs they were trying to do but it just felt a little clunky uh, but i'm still yeah. super interested in it i was just like in the end i kind of cut the stream short because i kind of did that one poorly and then started a new room and then hit oh right yeah there it seemed like a weird platforming thing maybe it did it wrong it's yeah, so it it's a bit clunkier than you would hope, and because um, I ended up quitting on a puzzle, which was it starts up and it says like, "Here's a frozen wheel, and it's clearly an equilateral triangle, and then you've got a machine that makes triangles, and you're like, okay, well, sixty degrees is the is how you make an equilateral triangle because I've got one angle and a length, and it was at one, and it made a tiny equilateral triangle, so I upped it to three, which was the max." And then it made one, and I put it onto the platform where the outline was, and the wheel started turning. And then you go up, basically, you get to a new spot, and it's like, hey, and the hint is, there's another wheel, make something that fits there. And it looks like a right-angled triangle, about the same size. So I trundle down, and I make a right-angled triangle, and as soon as I say 90, it gives me a length for A and B, which was interesting, which I liked. Make a thing that looks like it, but it replaces the previous triangle, so now the wheel that right. was spinning has stopped. So then I had to 
try and get up, but it stopped in a bad place. So then I had to time the we remake the equilateral triangle and time it so that when I made the right angle triangle, it would stop at the apex on on the on the wheel, and then try and jump up. And then I that was when I was like, I wish someone was here to drag the extra shape. Mm-hmm. And then I dragged the shape there, and put it there, and then nothing happened, and it was fully <laughs> fitting. It was like slightly <laughs> inside the dotted line. Oh so I, no! And it took me ages, and I, and I hit the hint button, and it's like, try and make one that fits. There's because like there's also one that looks like the right shape, but it, it's trapped in an area, and you're like, are you? Do I have to like knock it over like with physics to try and drag it out? No, that was just a shitty thing to, like, a red herring. So I dragged the thing up, and it sucked. And then I went back down and tried to make a new one, and you can't make them any bigger. I'm like, well, this fit, except it was within the dots instead of lining up with the dots. I don't know. Now I'm frustrated, and I'm frustrated because the level before was kind of buggy. Well, because I didn't understand, and... Now I'm here, and it's like, okay, so now I've got two levels in a row that just aren't feeding me enough info and i'm my brain isn't exactly weak in this area so i just feel like there is well, i don't know it sounds like <laughs> someone can't do math <laughs> i mean and and the thing is like mostly it was just frustrating because by myself getting that shape up mm-hmm. was difficult because the route you take when the equilateral triangle is in the middle and the wheel is spinning, a gate opens as well, and you can go sort of up and around. And then when you free, like when you make a new shape, it freezes it and it closes the gate, which means you have to like really get time a jump to a platform. And it probably like I had to use the triangle I made to get over a hump to get the extra height, but then I couldn't go too far because I had to pick that up before. I despawned it, and it was like this game has not given me any well, sort of. You just speed running it. That's what you did. But no, there was no other route you, you... though. Is the thing. So I just you felt found, like it was yeah, a little, found... a little clunky in that it didn't seem to be a precision platformer. And then suddenly I was really <laughs> fighting on the platforming. Um, but do I'll play know, it some. Hmm? Do you know if you can um, Steam share this? So, like either Lucy and I could. Be that second player. I can count for you. Oh yeah, watching. remote remote play together. Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, we that's, should. That's, it's good to know. It, yeah, it's, it seems as you say a little bit rough around the edges. Probably made by a small team, but I'm really intrigued by it. Like, I think just involving maths in the platform just seems super interesting mm. and quite unique. So yeah, and that, that's why yeah. I'm like I, I'm saying there were two rough levels, and that's why I stopped the stream when I did because it was like. I'm frustrated, but I don't think that means it's like a bad game. I just think, like you said, it's a little rough around the edges. Um, and yeah, if I could get a second controller in there and someone to just be like, I'm lifting the thing, don't worry about it. And also like, okay, we got the triangle to this spot. Why isn't it working? What else can we try? Because I kind of, I guess why I ended the stream was because I felt like I was getting frustrated because the trade-off of, oh, this puzzle didn't, I thought I had the solution to the puzzle, and then I fought the game on the platforming vector um, and was getting a little frustrated with that. And then I got 
but I got there. I did the hard part, and then I got there, and it wasn't the right solution. So now I'm frustrated on the puzzle solving vector. And it was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna get crabby. There's no point. It's been an hour and forty instead of two hours. I'll call That's it fair. right. Yeah. But like, if you have another person, they can also just talk you down from it. <laughs> yeah. 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 The reviews are all positive. I looked at. Um, yeah, there's like, not a lot. Um, I, I looked at the other language reviews. Mm. And they're all positive and. Um, yeah, like I think really it's neat. I think it's good. I just um uh Yeah, like I said I, th- I think just getting a little more little more info on those puzzles. Like m- maybe it was like I even tried maybe I got the angles wrong cuz it like spits it out where the right angle is on the left side, but by the time I got it up, the right angle was on the right side and that matched the pattern. Maybe it didn't like that, but like that seems counterintuitive because i purposely made the two lengths a and c equivalent so like those two triangles would be the same Mm -hmm. um and i don't know i I just don't know what happened and then it's like ah so yeah so like i said best to see it with fresh eyes and see if it is you or generally the game or maybe restart yeah so i'm super and also there's so much more game left and i'm super curious Mm -hmm. where the maths will go um yeah, so that was uh, Tale of Synapse, the Chaos Theories. Oh, I mean, yeah, and the the story world building sounds interesting, but it's very much just, I think aesthetic and puzzles. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's fine if you don't care about the story in the end. I think because the, the game has a story that links together, and you talk to people and you get their backstory, but. So if you like that helps stitch things together, but ultimately I think if you like these math, like real, like actual mathematics based puzzles, um, mm. you'll you, this is worth giving a go. Nice, cool, yeah, good. Um, it, it does sound like one of those games that um would have been good to have someone in the back seat for, uh, as we as we try and normally do. Calculate when we yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> as we try and normally do when we stream, have someone to kind of co-stream with um it, it leads me very much into i wasn't available to co-stream this week because i've been busy with work and because i've been busy with work i haven't played anything i played nothing mm. I've, I've, I've done nothing all week gaming wise um i i sat down for a little bit of time and tried what is it virtual fighter 5 which was the They're ps still making plus those? game okay. it was the ps plus game for last month Ugh. In fact, to say that's very random. I think I think it was the PS Plus game for last month. Uh, well, I put it and installed it because um, Evelyn was getting f- not frustrated, but we tried a few different games. So mm. she tried to play Sonic Mania and kind of got that's to grips with it, but wasn't quite sure. You know, like it's the idea that she needs to continuously press to run across and then jump at the same time and she would mm. run across stop and then jump and it's getting right. in like the, the, the idea in her brain that you're moving and you're jumping and all this sort of stuff. so I said well let's try something different um, and we tried Streets of Rage 4 and uh, again very similar walked stopped pressed pressed the punch button once and then sort of just watched Got. her character not do anything Mm. I'm like, no, you need to, you need to keep pressing that button. Okay, so she press it twice, and then mm. stop, 
and 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 do that kind of thing. And I and I thought maybe See, this is what this is what I find interesting about accessibility because it's like I'm sure there's probably a setting where it's like Hold. you can just be auto auto walking like yeah, but it's like should. They learn that instead, so it's like it's one of those. One of mate, those, you used like, to be able to pick up like Mega Drive control pads where you flick a little switch. And oh, the turbo press pads the once, and it would be like, yeah, the turbo pad. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think it's very much. You know, she's she's only just turned five. Yeah. I didn't start playing these any kinds of games until I was sort of eight, something like that. When when comprehension, you know, a whole three years, another whole half of her life. Um, to get into that kind of mindset. And there was a few kind of, not quite Game & Watch, but we had a few of those kind of little handheld, single game Tiger kind of things. Yeah, and we had a Teenage Mutant Turtles one and, and a few of those kinds of things, which we kind of, you sort of play, and, and actually they're really limited in what you do. Like You platform, and then when you get to a fight, it, it's like an RP, it's like an old-school RPG where you go then into a fight yeah. screen and actually you're not moving, you're just tapping a button to do an attack or something like that. So I thought, why don't I put in something like, you know, Virtual Fighter 5 was a PS Plus game. Let's see if um, she can kind of just play around with that. Because it doesn't matter if she presses a button, she'll punch. She can mm. move a little bit. Like a fighter like that, you don't need to be constantly, unless you're playing at a pro level, constantly moving and blocking and all of those sorts of things. And Kim is fantastic at Street Fighter V because she just like just just bashes. <laughs> she <much> bashes. <laughs> and I thought, well, well, we'll start with this. To find out, you cannot play two-player Virtual Fighter V with a wired control pad. You have to have two wireless control pads. What? Why? Oh, wait. What? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's no. I don't know. So there's we didn't. No we didn't play it. And Evelyn said, "You play it." I'm like, "All right." So I did, and I got bored. I'm like, "Nah, yeah. it's not. Uh, nah." That, um, who forgot to put that in? <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. It's so random. Well, clearly nobody's playing that game then, like in any kind of like. Tournament, yes, or, or like competitive play, yeah. And v- virtual like, fight was one of the- oh, I've got I've got latency, and you're fine. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I, 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 virtual fighter was the first fighting game I played. Mm. I think it was it um, a Mega Drive game, that's, that's extraordinary, or one of the ones on the PS One. I'm pretty yeah, sure that was the first was, kind uh, of fighter that yeah, I actually free, played. So, yeah, that, that seems and, like... You know, the whole idea that you can double tap up and you'll yeah. sidestep and, you know, mm. those sorts of things. It made, made a 2D space kind of 3D and, like, you know... Yeah. Which was great at the time. Hasn't moved on very much from yeah, that, it, apart from kind of it graphics. all the Segas. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely played it on the Mega Drive. So, I feel like I did. Um, and there's probably tons for Sega Saturn. Uh, you know the other four Saturn, more than likely. Yeah. Um, Master System, as yeah. Well, going back as far. As that. Yeah. So uh, it kind of, I don't know. It was just sort of a, such well, an anti, such an anticlimactic experience. I'm like, yeah, mm. let's do this. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. fire Yeah. Um. No, I was gonna say Game Pass, but you don't have a physical console. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I don't know how. 
And I wouldn't play Street Fighter Five. Yeah, <laughs> oh, mate. We, I, I could. Uh, I, that that might be the next one that I try. I'll put Street Fighter Five in and see if the wired Hori pad. Um, yeah. Well, somebody has to. Is play connected. It, so. I mean, Street Fighter Five is still going, mate. It's still on the pro scene as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are two people playing yeah. it. Watching the adverts <laughs> with their upside down playing. PlayStation Five console, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, yes, I, I would then. That will be the next experience. But again, she's. It, it's really interesting to so many kind of things that I see on Facebook because obviously it's kind of like targeted at me from mm. certain groups that I'm in, and there's a, there's this uh, a, a, a gaming kind of dad's group which is absolutely massive now it wasn't when i started when i when i joined it but it's absolutely huge now it's thousands and thousands and thousands of people within this facebook group people popping out kids well, everywhere man repopulating just, yeah. Jesus, sometimes sometimes you see some posts and they're like hey we're on kid number six and i'm like just just stop Jesus fucking just stop. what don't, Jesus. Don't, you don't need no more kids how do you how can you afford to feed all these children but some of them will be like my kids just turned four blah 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 i'm really proud that they're now playing games i'm like oh my god don't put everything into your child but having the same hobbies as you you know just as a throwaway comment Mm. but it's one of those where i'm like how how is your kid that adept at doing this at that early age and everyone's different exactly some kids absolutely will be and i think it's one of those where i'm sat there going it'd be cool if we played these games together and then i'm like don't worry about it like you yeah. know, when she can't do it, I'm like, just like, don't worry, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Just, just if it happens next year, if it happens the year after, if you never want to play games again, it does not matter. You do whatever Agreed. you want to do. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, because that way we can avoid ever becoming a Smash player, which is worse <laughs> than no games at all. So. Mate, you should be a professional. I'd rather that for my child. Street never pick up player. a game. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> At the age of ten, just destroying everybody because their reflexes are so fucking quick. Um, no, and it's it, it's just one of those where you know she's she likes um, hidden through time, you know the idea that she's just moving mm-hmm. a cursor around the screen and finding things, and because she is now reading a lot, she's reading the clues and trying to work out what the clues are saying and those kinds of things. And I think that's a perfect kind of game for that age. But again, she isn't saying can i play this game you know it's, that's not mm-hmm. the thing she wants to do and in my mind at least i haven't sat there thinking oh i wish you'd say she'd play this game. you know that hasn't kind of like crossed my right. mind in any sort of way it's yeah. like she goes let's go and do this and like yeah right cool let's yeah. go and play with the new like toy hobby horse thing that i've got I'm like yeah right cool uh, google where i can buy a record like sheriff's hat or something like that. Um, no, I've just mm. I've said the word. So currently, my phone is now trying to search for sheriff's hats. <laughs> uh, no, don't do don't do that, please. Well, yeah, she could she, she could become a you know a gold medalist in you know in equestrian. Yes, no, no, no. Currently, all she wants to do is taekwondo. So she really? she, she is okay. doing taekwondo. As an as an as an afternoon kind of you know out of school class, yeah. Um, Why fight in Street Fighter when you can fight exactly. in real life? <laughs> and she keeps coming. You know, I, I we uh, 
she goes on a Thursday. Kim's now working on a Thursday. So I'm taking her instead. And it's really interesting to see the processes that they go through, how they're doing stuff and all these kinds of things. And they are ha- they're, they're firing kind of new moves at these kids on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe like it's it's not proper taekwondo. You know, they're not doing all of the stances and all of those kinds of things yeah. because they're kids. So they're easing Correct. them into it. And it's not until maybe she's sort of seven or eight that she'll then go into a class which does start to be a little bit more kind of disciplined in that sort of region. But today I was just watching her and she uh, uh, they do kind of, we'll show you a move, you do it, you then run around this little obstacle course because that's fun to do. Because of course mm-hmm. it is. And they're young kids, so get them involved in doing this kind of stuff. And she did these couple of like, basically kept her leg in the air and did like a double kick and I'm like that's fucking so much more amazing than just being able to play Sonic yeah, yeah. so let's I'd not worry about it dislocate my hip <laughs> if I am trying to do that so yeah very impressive <laughs> completely completely so she'll be doing the five point heart exploding trick <laughs> just nerve pinch my everyone. neck just instantly dead <laughs> yeah. um or she's just she'll just be a Honda and just fucking go with yeah. her fists just constantly. Uh, but it's you know it's it, it, this whole kind of idea that I keep seeing and I it, it is just because it's social media and I'm part of these groups how invested people are in bringing their kids kind of into the the, the gaming space and that isn't just mm. this this group. There's other kinds of groups and people sort of saying you know oh yeah I brought my kind of my six year old um, a, a series. S or something like that and things and it, it's kind of one of those where there's this and I think if you live within those circles there's this kind of notion not necessarily pressure but an idea mm-hmm. that like your kids will just do this mm. this, is, yeah. this, is, this is your hobby what your kids will follow you and that happens a lot you know there's lots of frustrated awful football players who then push their kids into playing football sports of kind of any kind yeah and it's just it's so i think i've had the realization in the last few weeks like after buying her this pad and being like yeah she which she asked for because she wanted to then play games and the pad was too unwieldy you know the the ds4 was too unwieldy for her to play that suddenly i'm like but it doesn't matter if she doesn't do it yeah it doesn't matter she didn't have to be beholden to it it's like there's so many things that I wanted as a kid or bought myself, and it's like didn't stick with yeah. it. You know, she'll find it. Absolutely, exactly yeah. that, exactly. And I think it's just a good sort of notion to to kind of live with, just being like they are mm-hmm. individuals. They will do what they want to. They will be interested in what they want to. And if they are interested in something, and even then, if they're interested in something, but they're not that good at it, again, it doesn't matter. If they're having mm. fun, that's all that matters. So agreed. Yeah, yeah I think I think as you say, it's not exactly those awful parents that you see like pushing their kids into like beauty pageantries or whatever. <laughs> it's not that. It's just like uh, it's 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 subtle like pressure that they probably don't even know that they're doing themselves. Mm, but yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just, like, just let them do whatever exactly. they want. You know, yeah, if they want to become a master thief. Let them. Hmm. Oh, well, I'd have no problem with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want a PS5. She can pay for it. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> just say I had nothing to do with it as I'm laundering your money. Like, well, she yeah. just gave me this wall oh, of cash. Uh... I don't know where she got it from. It doesn't matter, does it? It's not yeah. mine. With blood on it. 
Um, so yeah, I haven't got a topic. I've not played any games this week. I just kind of had this realization that, that that's a topic. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah. It was a topic. I'm really, I'm really interested in what the deal's topic is. We probably don't have time, but oh, I we do. It's it's not it's not a small. Uh, it's not a oh, big topic. Yes. It's just um. So we all know <laughs> that. So one of the things that's actually been really nice about um lockdown easing is I've been playing Magic the Gathering as an actual gathering. Mm on cards with people it's one of the reasons why i've been playing less video games because i go and like i've made uh friends of friends who play magic like a friend of mine who just moved back to bristol he's like oh yeah the people i'm playing with like or people i'm living with got got me into magic it was like well that's random cool um so we've been playing commander and all that kinds of other stuff it's great it's great and like playing an actual physical game i love board games and magic Turns out, boy, is that never left. In fact, mm-hmm. the thing that's different is when I left Calgary, I had a good group of friends who were into the game, and I was like, oh, I'm leaving soon, so I won't be super into it. And then I still played with them whenever I came back. And then mm-hmm. uh, the 10 years have passed, and now it's like, oh, I live in a town where people play. Oh, I really like playing. This is great. <laughs> um but I say this because my actual topic is that um, <laughs> Dead Space is Dead Space. Yes, exactly. No, um, Magic Legends was an ARPG oh, developed yes. by Cryptic Studios, mm-hmm. which was announced as an MMO in the Magic: The Gathering universe, and people were really excited. And then it was an ARPG, not an MMO, which Cryptic has never done. Just an ARPG. And I think I spoke a bit because I was in the closed beta, and I think yes. I spoke a bit about how mm-hmm. it was like none of the art assets and even the spells, which could be thing you know, but with a weird art asset, was kind of close to thing you know. Like it felt like the knockoff DVD you see in the Walmart of <laughs> like Armageddon, where it's like, oh my get ons. And it's like an asteroid hitting a guy who looks like Steve Buscemi but isn't. <laughs> and you buy your aunt buys it by accident like that's how the whole game felt but it was licensed um and mm. it's technically st- it sounds wonderful it's technically still in beta open it hasn't gone gold and they've announced that they are shutting it down come october oh no. so it'll never it'll never hit one point i'm guessing it's sort of like what's it what, is this called magic legends yes don't call your game Legends. It's like Fable Legends. Yeah. But I just wanted to talk about... Show the whole studio. <laughs> I mean, first of all, what the actual fuck? Um, but also, in their announcements, they're like, don't worry, if you spent money on the game, we'll refund it. And I was like, wait, you had microtransactions in the oh. beta? And you charged people? And the game hasn't gone la- live? And you're already fucking giving up? What? Like, I'm... I just wanted to yell about this because (laughs) open betas are a sin. You can't call it an open beta when it just means I'm trying to sell you shit without making a playable game. But also, how do you... What the... mm, It... (laughs) It's not launched and it's cancelled. What what are a video game? (laughs) 
I play Timescape. But like, what? Really it's there's just <laughs> there's like five different ways we could talk about this, but we've kind of like it, it's all very obvious stuff. Which is, I just wanted to yell because it was. Let's exploit uh, uh, yeah. a, a, a universe or an, um, you know a, a, a canon, etc., in the most brazen way possible. Because we don't want to pay the artists. Because I guarantee you, the problem is you can't have a physical ma- the the magic card lightning bolt with the iconic lightning bolt art or one of the several ones. Because you'd have to pay that artist to license mm. it for the digital medium. Yeah. Yep. So instead of being like, well, we'll just have our same spells and commission new artists, we're like, just don't use any of our names and we don't have to worry about it and you guys go play. And it's just but, like... But surely all of this is kind of already licensed in a digital way with like Arena and that sort of stuff. It's probably... With, this is what I mean, right? Like... Arena is digital assets that look like the paper assets. Like mm. I, uh, uh, sure, it's whatever this is. Actually, this is card. I've grabbed a card and it's literally not available on Arena because it's on the set that came out that wasn't Arena. Never mind. That's a Charizard. Yeah, so you get a Charizard That's and it looks millions. like Charizard. Yeah. But like, it's very clear that they didn't. Their digital team had not did not work with Cryptic. Um, and and like one Weird. of the, a, a magic um, YouTube person, personality, Pleasant Kenobi, like review the game and was like, this is really strange because these are all knockoff spells and not the real spells. Because it's it's a really interesting idea, which is you have a deck of spells that you can build, so you can be multicolor or single color. And when you're ARPGing, you every X you know period of time, you generate ticks of mana. <laughs> And you also can draw. You draw a card, and so you. It actually felt kind of like you were slinging spells from your deck, which was really neat. Except none of the spells made any sense. But also, it was a very busy, boring ARPG, so it didn't really matter what the spells were. But he talked to the developer. He was like, "So are you like gonna get the iconic art that the people who like magic are going to go into slash the people who don't know about it aren't going to like they're like no no we're happy with what we're doing and it's like oh you guys were like just sent out to pasture weren't you because like (laughs) if the uh if the object of the game was to get magic players playing an arpg not having magic assets in there is a mistake but if you're trying to get arpg fans into magic having boring like generic CG art that could be in any game isn't getting you in there because one of the draws is that they hire, you know, world-class artists and painters. Like a lot of magic art up until more recent years, like historically it's literally been people like painting on canvas, these like epic fantasy moments. And then they capture those and they put them on all the cards, which is why the art is very like, and obviously nowadays some people do it in not on paint, etc. But like the point is it's like this amount of fidelity and detail and you just didn't have these. Like when I was playing the game, I couldn't tell the difference between my three black spells because they all were some sort of body with purple effects around it. Mm. So I'd have to like look away from the battle and squint and be like, oh, there's two things there. So it's not the make one skeleton spell. So it must be the other one. 
uh, it was really generic and like, but I just am baffled by it not even going gold and also having to refund people in its we kind of missed the mark thing. Like the whole thing is just what is modern video games? It's like, it's like that. It's like that Dota one. That that was it Dota. Was it called Dota Legends? I can't remember. <laughs> Wait, is that some Dota one that was in like? Was it Dota? It was Dota esque, I think. I think Paragon. Right? There's been so many. Yeah, yeah. Things. Dota Legend was like a mobile game, right? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want yeah, back alley magic. <laughs> yeah. Some uh, <laughs> some seedy back alley. Uh, Not even yeah, the yeah. gathering, just back alley magic. Any any back alley yeah. magic will do. I mean, I think that's what pickup artists do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Uh, anyway, so I just I just wanted to rant about that. I, there was no like real conversation outside. We all agree that the system is broken. I understand the rant because I didn't realize that people pooping money into it. Um, I just thought it was like oh, this died on the vine. It didn't, didn't from what you said on the podcast. It didn't seem like anything that was going to be worth missing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, yeah, if and they I, were asking for money, yeah, I didn't actually. <laughs> play it outside of the closed beta like yeah. when they had their big streamer week or whatever i was just like ah, i don't fucking care well, i was already bored with it that was that was the week that i see, told yeah. you guys how bored i was with it mm. but i guess i missed where all the micro transactions got introduced because i had no idea until the press release were like don't worry we refunded your money and blah 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 but it's also like oh, god there's so much money lost on this venture like there's got to be so much money lost in chasing microtransactions, it's it just, I don't know, it's just such a great, here is how video games think that they can do good by just exploiting people, but not putting the effort in. That's why I wanted to bring it up. What a shitty industry it really is. Yeah. Yeah. What a lovely, what a lovely sentiment to finish on. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's finish there and talk about our beers. Um, I think for me it's an easy one. There's there's a there's a clear winner this week, and it is the Newtown Park and Verdant collaboration uh, emerging from the mist. It was just a lovely flavour. It was big. It was mm. bold. It had that kind of jewel element sort of uh, going along with it. So it had that lovely tropical kind of fruit flavour. But then also this really piney, lovely bitterness, which came in straight away, but didn't drown out the rest of the flavour. It sat with it, and they both flowed along with each other really, really well. So for Mm. me, it's just a very well-made beer. The um, Stratosphere from Equilibrium just didn't quite hit. Uh, Not quite big enough for a double IPA. Very subdued. Very light in what it was doing. Feels much more like a, you know, a lighter beer, a six percent IPA, even even something like a five percent pale, or something. I could see that kind of flavour profile coming from. So yeah, the uh, Newtown Park and Verdant for me this week. Uh, Adol, how about you? Uh, I think it'll be no surprise that I like the Two Chefs Brewing Deep Double Dry Hopped Hazy IPA more than the. 
Step into Liquid Black IPA. I mm-hmm. think the Two Chefs was just really interesting. It had that pininess with that tropicalness, and it was so well balanced. And like I said, the fact that the main taste was both the sort of fruity tropicalness and the pininess sitting on top of each other but not fighting yeah. was really like it's a really hard thing to do. Um, normally, I talk about taste curves because you have to like one thing has to take precedence over the other. And this is a, one of the rare examples where they kind of both just sat there and didn't fight and were great. And then the tropical fruity stuff faded and the pininess got a little softer and that was the finish. Just mm-hmm. a really well-made, excellent beer. While the Step Into Liquid Black IPA, I felt like it was just it ne- the acridity and like overburnt taste never really subsided like after at the end i was still like this is doing a little the it's burning in a bad way it's it's like it's burnt not like roasted um and it kind of just again it it felt like the the exact opposite where it was the tropical and the acrid roasted burnt flavors were sort of fighting yeah and and the acrid burnt one most of the times throughout the taste taste curve. So it's like, oh, the thing that kind of didn't grab me as the taste was winning, and it was also fighting the thing that was interesting, and they never gave it the the tropically fruity taste. Never really got a chance to blossom because it was just getting pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that those are mine. Nice. Um, two chefs. I've I don't think I've ever seen them around um i'm gonna look out for them more yeah, to be honest be interesting to see where we can kind of source more beers yeah uh, from yeah. them for because suddenly we've had this I, I suppose it is endemic of the times but suddenly continental beers aren't kicking around quite as much as they yeah. were yeah i agree um uh might be due to something starting with B and ending in T. <laughs> but starting with B and ending in shit. Um, still, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we can kind you know get some more beers from up and coming and newer breweries, kind of from the continent as well. If anyone, I'm just gonna make yeah, well, one. That's true. Just, just fuck off over that. That would make sense. Um, <laughs> if anyone listening has any links or, or, or spaces that they know that we can kind of look into to do this, then let us know. You can do that in lots of different ways. We're at Tacked Up Cast on Twitter. Uh, you can go to outoflives.net as well to see our beautiful faces, chat to us on the uh, on the, the, the page for each episode. Um, you can also listen to it there as well. If you don't want to give us that YouTube view too. Or you can and go directly to YouTube as well and go and subscribe to Out of Lives Network over on YouTube. I'm at Nova underscore 47 if you want to talk to me directly. Lucy is Juicy Loose 9 everywhere if you want to talk to me directly. Perfect. Adel is <sighs> having <Tied>. a yawn. <laughs> um, I'm at the Omniarch T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H Perfect. And if you're watching us on Twitch 
and you feel and have a little bit of spare change, sub to us. Or if you've got one of those Amazon Prime free subs, you can just chuck that our way. So that, you know, that'd be really helpful. And we'd love for you to, to be honest. If you have us. Amazon Prime, sub to anyone on Twitch for free. Absolutely. Take that yes. money from Bezos. It's free, and it'll help someone. I mean, he, uh, he's he's absolutely still taking in the money, but he's not making any decisions anymore. So he's stepped down from being CEO uh, of yeah. Amazon in the last couple of days. But that's probably meaningless. Um, so yeah, if you've got that Twitch uh, um, and you have that Amazon Prime, absolutely sub one of your favorite creators uh, or, or streamers because you don't lose anything from it. But come and join us in the chat if you're watching us on Twitch. Come and comment and let us know what you're drinking or what you're playing if you're watching us on YouTube or on outoflives.net or if you're listening to us in your podcast service of choice. Give us a rating and a review and let us know what you'd like us to talk about, beers you'd maybe like us to feature, anything you'd like us to kind of Mm. consider or come to our Discord as well, which links can be found kind of all over the place for the discord and we can shoot you out a link for that as well i think that's all the beers i think that's all the games i think that's all the spaces and places you can get hold of us so we've been tanked up thank you for joining us goodbye is that why he's gone to space to make it amazon in space (laughs) probably he's trying to get ahead of everyone else yeah Yeah. that's it it's not the best, it's just the first. As long as you're the first, doesn't matter. Anyway, bye. Ciao. <laughs> www.outoflives.net <laughs>